Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. And uh, we've been talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus. When He appeared, we appear with Him in glory. At the same time, He is being glorified in us through the fruits that we bear. So when Jesus comes, He is looking for fruits from our life. Good fruits that will bring glory and honor to Him. And uh, last week we learned that to bear fruits is stuck with a desire. And if our hearts have good desire, the fruits that we bear will become good fruits. But on the contrary, if we have bad desire, mixed motive, uh, desire that comes from the flesh, then it will birth forth bad fruits that will uh, not glorify God. Okay, so, but this evening we want to talk about how can we have good desire that will birth forth good fruits. Okay, let's read uh, the verse again in Second Thess Thessalonians that we read last time. Second Thessalonians 1 verse 11. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling and that by His power, He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. So you see the apostle pray for the church, pray for the Christian that their good desire will turn into fruits by the power of God because of the coming of Jesus, because of the judgment, you know, when Jesus comes. Okay, and then to the next verse, verse 12. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that everything happens because of the grace of God. So the fruits that we bear, the good fruits that we bear, will bring glory and honor to Him because it's His grace, it's His power that will do this. Okay, so how, how can we birth off good desire from within us? Look at John, Gospel of John 15, verse 7. It says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Ask whatever you wish, it will be given to you. Last week we heard, you asked. You did not receive because you asked amiss to want to spend it on your own pleasure. So you can see, there is desire that is not from God, and we ask, and we don't receive. Or, or, or maybe the desire is good, but then we have the wrong motive. And as a result, we didn't receive. But here, it tells us, how does this good desire come about that when we ask, it will be done for us? 
He said, remain in me and my words remain in you. Abide in me. So, a lot of time we, we just come in and out of God's presence and sometimes we hardly seek after Him, uh, maintain the attitude of prayer in our life. And yet we expect to, to birth of good desire. That's not possible. So, but, but when we remain in Him, our life is constantly seeking after Him, you know. And then we allow His words to remain in us. Not we listen on Saturday or Sunday and then forget about it. Or we listen, we don't understand. Because the Bible says, when you don't understand, the enemy has stolen that word from you. So it doesn't, the word doesn't remain in you. But if we allow the word of God to remain in us because we seek to understand that word and continue to see and, and, and meditate and think how we can bring to reality, how we can live out that word and produce good fruits. And also when we remain in the word, not just listen and then forget, listen and ignore, but see how that word can be translated into reality in our life. Then, that good desire is being birthed. So now, what we desire is actually from God. It's actually God's desire. We agree with Him. We enter into what He wants for us. And we are one with Him now. And one with His word. And that's why whenever, whatever we ask now, whatever we wish, we desire, we ask, it will be done. Because that is exactly what God wants for us as well. So, so by abiding, staying in the presence of God, maintaining that kind of attitude of honoring God and uh, allowing His words to minister to us, will produce good desire, will birth of good desire. So we need to learn how to listen, listen to God's voice. A lot of people, especially those who are very strong character, they hear their own voice. Their voice are so strong. They can't hear God's voice. But in order to hear God's voice, we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to desire His will, not our will. Everything is about Him. So when we have that kind of uh, surrender and that kind of tenderness and, and, uh, and humility before God, then we will be able to hear His voice. You know, we will be able to shift out what is our own desire, what is our own voice, and then also shift out what's satanic voice. Because Satan will speak, Satan will intimidate and, and go against God. So we know how to 
discern and cast away those, those, those thoughts and rest in God because we trust Him, because we abide in His presence. And then we will be able to hear His still small voice because we desire to hear His still small voice. And, and so, uh, and that's the, the birth, the birth of that good desire. So a lot of people, they hear what they want to hear and then they shut off all the other voices, including God's voice, because they want to hear what they want to hear. And that's why I, I want you, when we come before God, don't come with the attitude that I want to hear this. Yes, you may want to hear that. That's okay. But if that's all you, you want to listen to, and then the rest of God's word, you just ignore, you're just not interested. Something is wrong. You know, there is a bad desire inside. So we want to come with openness. Huh? We want to come with humility to listen to the still small voice, what God's speaking to us. So that good desire can be birthed forth. Okay, and uh, we move on to the second point. We dare to desire for the good thing. We dare to desire for the good things. A lot of people, they always look at what they don't have. They look at themselves, their weakness, and they, they dare not des desire because they thought, oh, you know, that's, that's not me. I cannot do it. And uh, so even though when God has given them a good desire, they just push it away because they feel intimidated. They feel that they cannot do it. They push it away. But this evening, I want to share with you these verses here so that you are set free to dream. You are set free to desire whatever is good. Remember, I share with you the supremacy of Christ. So there is nothing that we desire that is too great for Jesus because He's supreme above all. And He wants us to bear fruits. He wants us to bear much fruits. He wants the best for us. So we, we need to be uh, broken free from that sort of intimidation so that we dare not desire what is good and pushes away many of those good and godly desires. Let's look at this example here in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 10 to 12. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 10 to 12. And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do, it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has not according to what one does not have. Here is the Corinthian Christians. They heard about the suffering, the famine in Jerusalem. And there is a good desire being birthed off. They want to give. They want to help their brethren in Jerusalem. And so, 
One year ago, they already started giving. But then they want to give some more. So they, they perhaps have set a big amount that they want to raise in order to give to the church in Jerusalem. But now one year later, Paul came back and they have not done it yet. You know why? Why they are stuck? Because they couldn't reach the amount that, that they wanted to raise. So they have not done anything yet. So Paul is telling them that God look at your willingness. He look at what you have. He doesn't look at what you don't have. So go and complete what you desire. Even though now it seems that what you desire, uh, you are not able to complete it, uh, uh, fulfill it completely. But this is a good desire. This is what you have desired. God will see, uh, look at you to see what you have and not what you don't have. Even though you probably desire to give much more and much bigger amount. But God, look at what you have. So now, do it. Don't get stuck there and, and, and not do anything. Right. So I hope this story will help us to be set free. To dare to dream big. To dare to desire big things. And at the end of the day, maybe we cannot fulfill everything. But we have done something. God will look at what we have and not look at what we don't have to see what we have done with it. Okay, so do not be intimidated by what is lacking. Fearful of what, uh, uh, when, we, when we talk about this desire, then we may not be able to fulfill and, and we fail. No, let, let's be free about it. Remember God's, what God is looking at. He looked at the willingness the cheerfulness, the willingness to give. And he looked at what we have and not what we do not have. And uh, the Bible did say you do not have because you did not ask. So can you see God wants us to ask, ask for the, not just the small thing, but the big thing as well. It's okay. You know, we ask, we desire, we desire bigger than what we probably can handle. And uh, at the end of the day, remember, is the power of God, is the grace of God. And if God has not given us that amount of grace, that's okay. Because of the cheerfulness, because of willingness, and God is pleased because of this this uh, kind of spirit and this kind of attitude. Okay, so remember God will not hold you accountable to what you do not have, but what you have. Okay, so how do we know that my desire is really from God? Because a lot of us, you know, we, we are not that, that uh, super confident. We always wonder, oh, whether this is from God or this is not from God. Okay, let's look at Ephesians 5, verse 8 to 11. Ephesians 5, verse 8 to 11. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light 
consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So how can we test that our desire is a godly desire, is a good desire? It tells us that the fruit of light, what is good, what is godly, consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. All goodness, righteousness, and truth. So the first test is, my desire, does it bring about all goodness? It didn't say it brings about goodness. Because some of us, we just look at ourselves, we have selfish desire. So what we desire only is only beneficial to us. And it could bring harm to the rest. But because of selfishness, we thought, oh, it's good, good for me. But if it's a desire that is from God, then it is all goodness. It will bless us, it will bless others around. Okay, so that's the first test. The second test is, 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 is the fruit result of righteousness. Righteousness is what is right according to His purpose, God's purpose, according to God's kingdom purpose. Because it says, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. So it's interrelated. Okay, so what we do, resulted in honor what is right for his kingdom, then is is good. And then truth, where there is no deception, where there is what is truthful. You know, I talk to people, wow, I am amazed how they twist and turn their words to make what they want to do sounds right. They know it's not, it's not proper. But they want to just twist and turn and, and the way they phrase it. Only if you have a crooked mind, you can understand what they say. Because it's really twist and turn. Because they want to. put it in a way that what they are doing that is not so right to sounds correct. Okay, so the Bible says, let your yes be yes, let your no be no, or else you'll be condemned. So, it, passed, it got to pass the test of truthfulness. And then find out what pleases the Lord. What is good may not please God. David has a good desire. He wants to build the temple. That's fantastic. God also was pleased with that. But God said, David, you are not to build it because you shed too much blood. Is it so God didn't want David to build? What is good doesn't mean that it's pleasing to God. So, uh, so we've got to understand and find out what is pleasing. Maybe what is good it's meant for others to do it. We have our parts. We have our role. 
we need to find out what pleases the Lord. Okay, so, so now we have a good desire being birthed of insight. And from a desire to bring it to become a reality, there is a pathway, there is a process that, uh, uh, that we have to go through. So let me read you these two verses from the flip side so that we'll come back to the, the, the positive side. Okay, James 1 verse 14 and 15. James 1 verse 14 and 15. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So can you see? Here is the evil desire. And when we are tempted by the evil desire, it leads us. Drag us into that direction. And then that desire eventually is conceived in us. Now, we just want to do it. We just want to see how it can be done. And then eventually we do it. And then because it's bad desire, it resulted in sin and death. So on the positive side, the same thing. When God gives us that good desire, because we abide in His Word, abide in His presence, and, 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 and our desire becomes His desire. Well, well, His desire becomes our desire. And so now there's this good desire. It leads us. It drags us into thinking in this way because now we have a desire. So when we begin to think of, of, of that desire, that good desire, the intensity of that desire begins to multiply. Initially, it's just a desire. But you've got to keep on. You've got to, 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 to pursue it. So that intensity becomes strong. Many people, they just have a desire and then it was gone. They ignore it. They didn't nurture it. But now we nurture it. So now we begin to think how we can bring it to pass. You know, it's really conceived insight. It's no longer just a desire. It's more than a desire. It's being conceived in us. We want it. We, 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 we are planning how it will take place. It continues to grow. So we begin to think, we begin to plan, we begin to strategize. We may need to get a team. We need to do whatever preparation that, that we, we need. Just like David preparing to build a temple, uh, doing the work for his son. So, so we begin to, it is conceived in us. Until the time is ready, then it birth off, right? That desire was put into action and it becomes, it brings forth fruits in our lives. So that is how we nurture a good desire. So in the process, it's very important, especially when it is a big, big desire, a big dream that we talk to the right people that we must talk to people. You see, David, he talked to the prophet Nathan. And Nathan also got it wrong. Nathan said, hey, go ahead. According to what you desire, go and do it. Because he knows David has good desire. But then God told him that David is not to build. So you can see it's important that we talk to right people, good people, you know, who know how to hear from God. 
And so they will protect our desire. They will help us when we are not so right in some of, well, in part of the ways maybe, right? They will be able to help us to, to, to bring us the word of God. So it's important to share with the right people. And just like the Corinthian church, because they share with Paul what they desired to do a year ago. So Paul was able to come back to them and remind them and tell them how they should complete the work, make their desire become fruit in their life. So you see the importance of sharing with the right people, but make sure you share with the right people. You know, some, if you share with the wrong people, they can kill your good desire by pouring scorn and negative uh, things into it. And be careful to talk to people. Some people, they talk to people that, who will agree with them, right? Just like uh, Ahab, the king, when he wants to go and attack Ramoth Gilead, he called 400 prophets, false prophets, who speak what he wants to hear and tell him, go and attack, you will defeat the enemies. But he knows there's one person, Micaiah, the prophet, the prophet of God, who always say what God says, but not what he wants to hear. Can you imagine sometimes the servant of God may say things you don't want to hear, but that is the truth. That is what you need to hear. Don't go and look for people to tell you what you like to hear. It's deception. Okay, so Micaiah, speak the word of God. Yeah, not what the king wants to hear. So we need to find the right people to share our desire, our good desire, our dreams. And then because we have the desire from God, it gives us authority to pray. He said, whatever you ask, it shall be done. Right? It will be given to you. So we have the authority to pray, pray things into being. And uh, so there's a lot of work to turn from a desire into fruits. And Paul used the word in 2 Corinthians 8.11. He said, now finish the work. It's work. It's sweat. It's tangible. You know, now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. So I mentioned about the planning, the strategy, preparation, whatever it takes in order to bring that into reality. It is work. So let's have godly desire, good desire, and let's put it into work to see it happens in our life. Remember, at the end of the day, it depends on the grace of God, right? It depends on the power of God so that he gets all the glory. If we are not able to accomplish the whole project or whole vision, we are able to do part of it according to what we have. We thank God for it because this is grace. And if we got it completely right, then we're able to do the whole thing. So let's be bold. Let's be free and not be intimidated to push away good desire. Let's ask God 
so that we have good desire, so that we'll bear great fruits, much fruit, to the glory and honor of His name. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that you are the one who put desire, good desire in our hearts so that we may bear fruits that will bring glory and honor to your name. And Lord, we pray that your people listening to your word will be released from the oppression, from the intimidation that the enemy has placed over our shoulder. We'll not look at our lack, we'll not look at what we don't have, but we look to you. And we want to hear what you desire, what you want for us to do. And then we will pursue it by your grace and by your power and bring it into being, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that your name, Lord Jesus, your name will be highly exalted because of the fruit that we bear. So that the day when you come, we will glorify you because of what we have done. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Bless your people. Bless your church, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.